So chaps, today we are going to talk about the property market, but we've gone away, we've done our homework for this episode. So for people watching the video, uh, be it avocado clients or for people listening on the Landlord Page podcast, we've gone away, we've done a bit of fact searching, spoke to some brokers, spoke to some data people to really try and give you a good insight into exactly what is happening with the property market at the moment, because depending on what social platform you're on, what news platform you're on, everyone's got an opinion and none of them are the same. So we're going to try and give you, the listeners and the watchers, a really good insight into exactly what we think is going to happen. And it might be that we don't all agree on it, but we're going to go into it and give the raw, honest truth. So Tristan, I know you've done a little bit of prep work. What are you going to share with us today? Um, Who have you been and spoken to? So mine's going to be from Good Lords. Um, like you said, everyone's going to have a different opinion on the uh, stats and figures that we speak about but thankfully with good lord it's actual information of tenants that have started or been uh, processed okay so it is exactly how it is it's not predicted based upon rental price of listing that's gone up on right move or zoopla so it's accurate data specifically around lettings and i know you've been talking to akil as well um obviously our mortgage advisor and shooting some videos with him so we can touch on that as well and mike i've gone big i've gone for zoopla so one of the biggest portals, one of the biggest data capture companies in the UK to find out what's going on with the sales market. And I've been fishing around on Rightmove and talking to quite a few mortgage brokers to get their view. And obviously we've got our own opinion, facts, figures on what we see is going on with the market. Not short on those, eh? No, we are on the tools 24-7, so we know exactly what's going on there as well. So let's get stuck straight into it. So, Mike, as you said on the intro there, you've been having a little look into Zoopla. I love the Zoopla report. It comes out monthly. I think anyone can subscribe to that. I don't think, think so. you just have to be an agent, but they do supply some really good information and good data. So, overall, what is Zoopla saying with the property market at the moment? Okay, so Zoopla break the world down into what's going on year on year. And they also give you a five-year average so you can put some sanity behind things because the last couple of years obviously have been pretty unprecedented. Mm. So the thing that's hit the news over the last week or so is that house prices have dropped 1.3% month on month, which the newspapers and the press have absolutely loved because everyone loves doom and gloom, right? Mm. Um what doesn't feature in the newspaper headlines is that happens every single August yep. without fail. So a 1.3% drop month on month isn't a result of interest rate rises, isn't a result of recession, isn't a result of Ukraine. I don't know what other reasons we've got, but it's a result of it being August. House prices where you've got four bedroom detached houses at £700,000 unfortunately half your buyers are in corfu so <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna have as many buyers for it so the prices are gonna drop yeah so that that is very normal for those especially the family homes being the high value ticket stuff so naturally the properties that are coming to the market in august are the ones that aren't on seasonal holidays which in reality uh, takes the families out of the equation which means the higher end stuff is not coming to the market the lower end stuff still goes on and the average house price drops and what the media sometimes do with that, Mike, is they like to kind of say, right, well, if you times that by 12, that gives you a year's outlook. And it's just such a false economy of scale when, when the media tend to do that. It frustrates the life out of me. Times it by 12 and you get... Minus 14%, the world's going to end. <laughs> yeah. um, from an article from no one who's ever been in the property industry, I'd imagine. Mm. 
but we're of that age bracket where yes, family and friends are on holiday, but market is potentially changing. If we look at base rates gone up twice um, or half a percent and quite a lot this year, four times maybe in the, in the last 12 months, interest rates are much higher than they were six months ago. So when you're talking to investors that are actively searching, because you, you do talk to quite a few, have they got concerns? Are they are any of those sort of pulling away from a potential search or are they still active? What's Is it a case that the market is starting to crumble? Uh, I mean, from my side, I haven't noticed much change personally. Um, the investors I'm still speaking to are, are still looking at, at buying more properties or, or getting their first um I'm still having more uh, investors register. I'm getting more questions regarding it. Um, but I was only speaking to one, some someone two days ago where they're looking at buying another one. They only put their, theirs to let a few months ago. So mm. um, for, from my side of things, I have not seen much. I mean, things may change it sort of six months time with the cost of living increasing and people starting to budget a lot more with energy prices becoming ridiculous. Mm. Um, but but from what I've seen, no, I haven't. The rental market's still incredibly busy. And I think that's uh, it's showing with, with all the results. Well, let's back that up with a stat then. Interest rates for landlords have gone up, what, 1.5 to 2% on a mortgage, right? Mm -hmm. Is that being covered by rent increases? Definitely, more. So what's, what's the numbers? So rents went up last month alone by 18% or just under 18%. Um, According to to Good Lord, that was a majority because of student lets that went through. Mm -hmm. But as a an average for across England is just under eighteen percent, which to me shows that rents are incredible. We were speaking about it the other day, Mike, where we listed a, a two bedroom house and it went a hundred. Well, we had offers one hundred twenty five pound over asking price, which is incredible for what that property was. Not just with one either. You could seven. Yeah, you could let it to seven different tenants at that price. So we're not short of tenants either. Demands up. Rental prices are substantially up, um, which last month was proof of that. And void periods are down. Void periods are down by forty one percent. So it's gone from an average of twenty days to ten, or just under, to, uh, just over ten days. I actually spoke on uh, our live chat on our Facebook six pm live chat, and we had um, Dave Howarth, mortgage advisor, that's been on the podcast actually, and anyone following our socials will have seen Uncle Dave on there giving us a lot of updates because he's just a great knowledgeable mortgage advisor. And one of the first things we asked him is, why do you think the interest rates have climbed to where they climbed to? Is it negative or positive? And obviously, it's it's never positive for buyers to pay more on interest. But his perspective on it is when they do product releases as banks at the moment, there's so much take up on these products that when you're the most competitive bank at the top of the rates, and by top, I mean the cheapest rates, not the highest rates. When you're the top of that pile, as a group of mortgage advisors, you look at that, they get high volume, a volume that they almost can't control. They then pull the rate off and then the next best one goes to the top. So he actually feels that the increase in interest rates is to regulate workload because the banks have only got so many physical hands that they can progress these cases through at. So when they're the most appealing bank in a certain product, they can only do that for a period of time before it becomes unmanageable amounts of business. So it's not like the banks are seeing less supply or less demand from buyers. They're actually seeing an amount that is almost uncontrollable and therefore having to pull it off. So just contrary to what some of the media may say in terms of negativity, market crumbling, um, demand is dropping, well, the banks are saying it isn't and mortgage advisors are saying it isn't. 
I think there's something to also note on that as well, though. So um, from speaking to uh, Akil from our mortgage broker and also Dave as well, um, longer term fixed rates are more competitive than the one and two year fixed at the moment. So if you go to a five year fixed, the rates are a lot more competitive, which shows it's a bit bumpy at the moment. But long term, there's confidence in the banks that the market is going to come back. And let's be honest, rates have been as cheap as they've ever been for such a long period of time. Mm. They needed to go up. Yeah, I made a tongue in cheek um, TikTok video recently about the fact that if anyone did a mortgage six months ago, so let's say the back end of 2021 or the start of 2022, and they didn't fix for five years, they effed up basically and we didn't know that was going to be the case but they did because now you look at it and you think right they've got their 1.6s now it's 3.6s um and it'll be a frustration because those people that did a two-year fixed in two years time are then going to see potentially four and a half percent rather than the the nice two percent or 1.9 percent they could have fixed for five years but that that's happened and there's nothing we can do about that where i worry slightly for are people that purchased say two years ago or 20 months ago and they got these phenomenal like 1.1 1.2 interest rates they stretched themselves because they were in an absolute battle where the stamp duty holiday was to try and maximize the capacity of their loan affordability since then has gone up drastically their interest rate is going to probably triple at least triple at least and they're going to come to the end of their fixed term with higher bills higher cost of living, higher interest rate. That's my only worry on the market. That's the black mark at the moment. Is what's going to happen with those people towards the end of the year when they can't afford their mortgage and potentially their interest rate? I don't know what you think on that, Mike, but that, that has to be a thing. Yeah, I think the phrase interest rate tripling is probably a bit of a, a headline grabber, mm. in my opinion. Are because you saying I like to use clickbait? Maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> Here's my anti-media opinion again. Um, my, I'm in the middle of remortgaging now because I took a three-year fixed rate out three years ago. So I am one of the people who effed up um, without knowing. Interest rates were stable. I got about 1.6 something. I'm now going to 3.47, I think. My my mortgage is going from £1,000 to about 1250 a month. Now, that is just over double interest rates mm. but my mortgage is going up by 20 percent because interest rates are really really low so I'm, the majority of what i'm paying is still on repayment it's not on interest um so when your interest rate doubles or triples it doesn't mean your mortgage repayment doubles or triples i do agree with you in some part though the people who took out help to buy mortgages going on for five years ago that kind of thing which are all maturing now where they'd be expecting to buy out help to buy with equity and then have a as cheap a mortgage as they had before might be in for a little bit of a shock mm -hmm. in the same way that everyone's in for a shock on their utility bills so you know holidays might get cancelled mercedes on drives might need to be cancelled iphone 46 one terabyte issue might have to be cancelled um you know in the lifestyle that we're used to yeah but i think when when the kind of interest rate tripling um in inverted commas comes out people i think people associate that with their mortgage tripling which it just isn't yeah that's a fair point because it isn't a case of your thousand pounds going to three thousand pounds that would be a problem yeah 
and it's no different to the rental element. If if three years ago it was a thousand pound rent, it's now comfortably twelve fifty. Easy, yeah. So you know the two hundred and fifty quid increase on mortgage is the same in rent. Everyone's in the same ballpark, and if you need a three bedroom house because you're a family of four and you're living in a two bedroom flat you will find a way to move home. <laughs> that will happen, you know, wherever it comes in, whether it means no holiday for the first two years or whatever it may be, you'll find a way to make that work. And it doesn't sound ideal, but what it does mean is it means the, the mortgage, the, the property market keeps going and mortgages will keep being written. And that is the information that we're getting from a lot of the mortgage brokers. Um, I guess on the cost of living things, we can't dictate or work out what's going to happen. Um, I have seen, obviously, that petrol prices are now declining, which is good news. So, you know, I'm filling up 40 quid at a time, knowing that the next time I'll go and put 40 quid in, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. getting more for my money. I'm not filling up the full tank at the moment. It's not there's just a me that tip. does that. Thank you. There's a little tip for people to save a few quid. Um, but what's quite interesting is we had a guy from Utility Warehouse uh, in the office, actually, uh, and just caught up with him last week. And his perspective was that probably what people are paying in um, utilities and energy prices at the moment will be close to double by sort of January going into February based on the current hikes. And I'm not going to get into how you save money on your utilities and things like that. But I guess what's worrying is that's the winter months and this is the summer months and people are typically, unless you've got an aircon unit in your bedroom, <laughs> not using too much on the uh, on the fuel and stuff like that. So I guess there is question marks out there. But what's what's Zoopla saying on demand? Because they normally have quite a good report on a five-year average for okay. buyer demand. That shows yeah. registrations of new buyers looking for viewings and things like that. On so five-year average demand is up for housing 25%. And nearly half of that, so 40% of that five years, we have to put that into perspective that the last two years have been as busy as it has been since 05, 06, 07. If yep. not, in fact, Transaction busier. levels, yeah. Yeah, and you've got the stamp duty spike. So that average is still, when you look at the five years, that's two years worth of hecticness. And to see it still as an average up is quite significant for... I guess, people's confidence in the market because people are still looking to buy at the moment. Yeah, still looking to move. Um, the, the number of houses on the market is 29% down on a five-year average. The demand is 25% up. So that's a 54% swing, if my mm. maths is right. Um, and sales agreed is 17% up on normal. So that that just shows, regardless of what's going on, people are still looking to move and it's not downsizing. It's not moving out of the market. It's not getting out. It's, yeah. it's sideways moving. It's moving for, for big reasons and it's upsizing that I see every single day of the week. Yeah. All the time. What, what else are good, good Lloyd, good Lord, good Lord, good Lloyd. Who's good, good Lord? Lord? There's a good <laughs> Lloyd somewhere. Hello Lloyd. What about good Lord? What are they telling us in terms of, um, the lettings figures, the, the, the more, that, that, that market, the future first-time buyers, what's going on with tenants and the landlords? So you put Good Lord aside then from, from the demand side of things, but to give you some case studies of what's happened recently, in the last week I've listed three properties and I've been inundated in inquiries. Um, one of them was a four-bedroom detached house 
had in excess of 30 inquiries within 24 hours. 30 tenants looking for a four bed. And how much is the four bed? 2,300. Okay. We only had three viewings took place, uh, take place the following day because of availability. Um, and we had three asking price offers and one of them went substantially over the asking price. So you did three viewings because you only needed to do three viewings, not because Basically. only three people wanted to view. You had no. So 10% of the people that requested to view ended up getting to view and 100% of those people offered. Basically. Um, so that's that's one. Mm -hmm. Listed a two-bedroom terraced house with two parking spaces. Once again, I've, I'm still getting inquiries through now, even so it's changed status to, to let. Mm -hmm. um, I had probably near to 80 inquiries on that. Um, we had nine viewings take place and we had seven offers on the property. One was £125 over the asking price. So, and that come on at 1250 which historically over the past six months or so, maybe pushing a little bit longer than that, anywhere between 12 and 1250 is the going rate. Okay. Um, and I listed a one bedroom in the Reading direction. And once again, I've had, I'm still getting so many inquiries on that. I've had 50 inquiries. Um, and we've had three offers from five viewings that have taken place and there's an open house tomorrow taking place on that. So, so tenants can afford to rent at these high prices because and, there's a load of them out there that are prepared to do it basically. And I it's think. not people scraping through either. It's people that clearly meet the affordability and are in a position to do so. So it's not a case of people are stretching themselves. Yeah, Demand is there and people can afford these properties. So clearly, in my opinion, cost of living's not having an impact on these people. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the two energy price increases that happen over the next six months, where the demand still continues that way. But I think with the lack of rental stock we've had over the past two years, we're still playing catch up. And I don't think that will change personally. Shows a couple of things, doesn't it? It shows one, estate agents or letting agents primarily can't set the prices so agents aren't to blame for for rent and sale price increases because you're putting prices on things and then people coming through the front door are just blowing the roof off them so you you're not in control if someone goes and offers you 135 pounds more 10 12 percent more than the asking price well what are you supposed to do about that um when you see sort of negativity about raising prices and the other thing it shows is we touched on it earlier is that rents are raising faster than interest rates are everyone's banging on about six consecutive interest rates but rents are going up faster than that and my measure on the market as someone who sort of puts one foot in both camps for rental and for sales is if it's more expensive to rent a property than it is to to buy and own it well the housing market the, the sales market's always going to be strong because tenants are all are, going to want to buy there's going to be a demand to buy if it's cheaper to own than it is to rent mm -hmm. and i think that's the same in pretty much any industry if it's yep. cheaper to own the car than rent the car you're going to buy the car yep. if it's cheaper to rent than it is to buy it you're going to rent it so that's a really good sort of dynamic and at the moment we just can't call the rental market off so as long as that flies, all of those people who are renting will have an eye on trying to buy something when the time comes around. It's interesting as well on the valuations we're doing because I've found that in recent months, so as recent as that, in recent months, talking to a lot of the avocado agents, the stuff that we've been out to see, there's a lot of properties where they've done these kind of these garden extensions. You know, they put these really nice ground floor um, extra reception spaces 
off into their garden or they've extended over garage to make, you know, um, either garage conversions for playrooms and for offices and things like that. I'm finding at the moment, a lot of people have done all that knocking around. It's almost like they came out of furlough and they had all this extra cash and they're like, what should we do to our house? And people, you know, went away and they did loads of stuff to their house. They've spent that money, but now they got the bug to kind of make the move. And that, that maybe was just a stopgap on, should we do this to the property or should we move now? And those people decided they were going to do that to the property. They're all now coming to the market as well. So you're actually seeing a lot of properties on the sales market that have had a lot of significant upgrades done to them in recent in recent years. And I guess the secret is for people listening is, will the housing market keep going up? No one knows the answer to that. But I don't think anyone would have a problem with the housing market leveling out for the next 18 months, 24 months. I think everyone would be quite happy to see this is the baseline. This is what a house is worth in my street. If I want to move, I'll pay that price and I'll get that price on the sale of mine. I don't think anyone's got a problem with that. I think the media would potentially use that to say, well, house prices, if you look at something like 20CI, which is a data that we use, they would say that on average in uh, since 2019, the end of 2019, so let's call it two and a half years, well, on average across the UK, there's been like a 26.7% increase in prices across the UK. Wales is like 29 and London is like 19. And then everyone else sort of fills in in the middle. So you're talking a quarter of the property equity has gone up in the last two and a half years, then that's that's unsustainable to keep doing that. And especially with all the cost of living, if cost of living was way down and everyone was earning more money, maybe it can, but it can't if it's going both ends of the spectrum. So the facts are, unfortunately, people will pass away and houses will come to the market through probate transactions. Tenants will decide that they want to buy because they no longer want to pay someone else's mortgage. And when they've got the deposit saved, and at the moment you only need 5%, which again is a luxury of this current climate, more demand from there, they'll eventually want to buy. People have had babies and are having babies at the moment, and that will always continue, whether the volume of that is up or down, whether the intake is up or down, whether the lockdown baby rumor is a real thing, we'll find out over, you know, sort of coming coming years. But the facts are people will have children will need to move for schools, for size, for volume. That will keep the market moving. And if people need to move and people need to buy, then the market, we're quite happy with a bit of a plateau for the next 24 months. If we go into recession, I say 24 months because something always happens in that cycle. It will go up again at that point um, because there's just simply a shortage of property in the UK and all the data reads that. What happens over the next six or nine months and is there a recession? Well, we, you know, we can't answer that, can we? We don't know. Um, I think the recession fear and phobia if something like the Ukraine war was to come to an end or there was to be an agreement there and that causes the stock market to then shoot up because there's a massive amount of confidence in what's happening there in Ukraine and things like that. That's the sort of trigger that probably a lot of the investment platforms need to see to maybe bring the economy back to a little bit of stability or rumored stability. Um, but we just don't know the answer to that. But one thing we do know is at the moment, there's still not enough properties for the amount of buyers. There's still not enough properties for the amount of tenants. And we will have to keep doing these updates for the people that are listening and watching because it, the landscape does seem to change every kind of four to six weeks, or at least in the media's eyes, they like to have a, a change of take. So 
putting you on the spot, Tristan, you know, do you think between now and the end of the year, there will be a change in the rental market? Do you think if you list a property in December, you will still get 30 inquiries if the price is correct in terms of the average pricing for that current climate? Or do you think there's going to be a drop or an increase? What's your thoughts? I think to close the year off, I think it will maintain as it is. I think prices will slowly creep up. Um, demand is still too high to say that it's got any signs of slowing down, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think prices will continue to slowly creep up, maybe not at the rate they've been going, um, but there's going to be open houses continuing on properties. There's going to be people bidding against each other, and they're the ones that's going to ultimately put the prices up. Um, so that's how I feel it's going to go. I think coming into next year with the second increase of utilities, mm-hmm. I think it may start to readjust. But I think time, it's hard for me to say on that because I don't know, I don't know what to expect myself um, from, from that side. I've seen the increase on, on my own bills. Um, I know other people have, but like I said, from what I'm seeing day to day, people can easily afford these properties and they're not, they're, they're not questioning paying over the asking price. They just want the property. Mm-hmm. Um, um, from a conversation I've had with a kill from our mortgage broker, he seems to think there'll be a correction in sale prices um, but he doesn't think there'll be a massive change. He thinks well, we're in for a bit of a bumpy ride with everything that's going on globally and cost of living. But he thinks, it, it, just giving a second opinion on that, he seems to think it would be a bit bumpy. Prices will correct from the sales side, but rental market will stay strong. I need um, to stop pulling people on this phrase. What on earth does a correction mean? Like, be some, be factual, get off the fence. What's a correction? Are we talking there's going to be a 10% drop? Are we saying there's a bubble at the moment and therefore prices will go back to what they were at the start of the pandemic? What does a correction mean? Uh, do you know what? I, I said exactly the same thing to Akil <laughs> and I shouldn't have repeated as he said, but he said around 5%, 5 10%. Okay. He said it won't be a massive change. It won't drop hundreds of thousands it would be a small adjustment of, of of the sale price um but things will eventually go back to normal but next couple of years it's probably going to go on for we're then coming into sort of a couple of years time with with what the banks are predicting on long-term f- fixed terms there so will let, be let, let's say the last two and a half years prices have gone up 25 percent. maybe in the next 18 months um some people are talking about this correction they're suggesting that maybe prices will drop five or ten percent or yeah. somewhere in the middle which we don't know no. but if we're looking at it in the perspective of things going back to pre-pandemic it's probably not the end of the world unless you've got a five percent deposit and you bought today and if it's a long-term goal it won't make any difference if it exactly. goes up or down as long as you can afford your mortgage you're okay yeah yeah what's your view on that mike i can see the the wheels going up there and you're thinking you're going to strike on someone yeah uh, <laughs> i think so like I said earlier, if, if if rents are higher than mortgages, then first-time buyers will always exist, yeah. always, because I would rather own something than rent it if it's cheaper to own it. Um, so the bottom of the market will be fired by that. I just have no doubt around it, whether interest rates are 3%, 4%, 5%, 6%, whatever they are, if rents are higher than mortgages, then people are going to buy. Um, I'll be buying even if the house price is going down because I'm paying off that debt and then I can retire. Mm-hmm. If I'm renting, I'm, I never retire. So you've, you've got to have that. I think at the, the sort of reasonable top of the market, you know, the people who are living at the top of the housing estate with a double garage, possibly those prices are overinflated at the moment. 
you know, where I was selling a house for six hundred thousand pounds about a year to eighteen months ago, I see the same houses available for seven twenty five and seven fifty now being reduced, and I just think that whether it's agents, whether it's sellers, whatever it is, have got overexcited and house price for every house sale, the the value seems to have gone up by 25 to 30,000 pounds. So it's just got a little bit loopy in that part of the market. So I do see those types of five to 10% drops in those types of houses, because when you're borrowing half a million quid, two and 3% interest rate rises actually mean something Mm -hmm. when you're borrowing 200,000, frankly, it doesn't when 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 rents are going up by two hundred pounds a month. So to finish off, I'll give a, a a live true reflection case study that might show if things happen worst case scenario on the points that we discussed. So I bought my second ever property in two thousand and seven uh, in Bracknell, peak of the market in in everyone's you know view. The mortgage that I had to get on that was six point zero five percent interest rate. Um, over the 12 months after I bought it, bearing in mind I was an estate agent, so I was meant to know what I was doing. Um, over the next 12 months, I had to do some decorating. I refitted the kitchen. I paid 175 for it. It probably went down to about 160, 165 at one point. And in 2011, halfway through 2011, I sold that property to buy another and I made 75 grand on it. So I kept it for four years. It did go down by 10. 15k i did put 10 or 15k into upgrading it uh, but in the end i sold it just over 250 and i had a 6.05 interest rate for the first two years of that and i could afford it it was 732 pounds a month i remember it vividly because i remember working out that the rental much like you said was 950 on that type of two-bedroom house thinking i'm still up on being a tenant i own the property yes it's gone down in equity i haven't lost all the equity in it i've still got x amount of deposit in it and i kept it for four and a bit years and, and made 75k and that was in the worst climate that we've experienced for the last 20 years and it was all right so on that note It's been a really interesting chat to hear what's going on with the data and the people you spoke to. And I think we just have to offer up our experience and our knowledge to anyone that's listening or watching, if anyone's got any questions, because every circumstance is different. We're giving a bit of a general factual overview here. But if you want to have a chat with us, we're happy for you to drop us a WhatsApp, ping us an email, give us a call. You know, we're just on the end of the phone at the end of the day. So thanks, chaps. And until next week's episode of the podcast, and if you're watching live and you're one of our clients, just make sure you're following our socials because that's where we're putting out the updates daily. So follow us on on TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. We're everywhere, YouTube. And make sure you're checking in on our Thursday 6 p.m. Q&A, which is live on our Facebook channel at Avocado Agents. Thanks, chaps. I'm flicking through YouTube and through Spotify. I don't think there's a podcast or a video channel on YouTube that landlords can land on where they're not being sold something. I mean, it'd be the first time any estate agents ever asked that question, but why not ask that question to a wider audience? They just have the knowledge there, but they don't seem to share it. You can do different episodes based around someone that wants an exit plan or someone that's just starting their portfolio. The rules change every year. Yeah. But why not just open the floor out and just say, well, is property even the best investment out there? And tax advice is a big thing, especially with everything that's changed, capital yeah. gains tax, and obviously your stamp duty costs that you need to pay and whatnot. People don't realise what they need to prepare for. We build a podcast and we build a YouTube channel. 
somewhere that landlords can go and they feel they're not being sold to, but they're just getting quality advice.